0: Welcome to Small Biz Big Wins, where every episode is a new journey into the heart of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Summer Poquette, here to navigate the thrilling world of small business with you. Each week, we dive into the inspiring stories and joyful triumphs of real business owners. Get ready to be empowered with actionable advice, and most importantly, celebrate the spirit of small business. Let's dive into how every small victory shapes your big success. This is small biz, big wins. Let's make it happen. If you've ever dreamed of leaving your corporate job to start a business, this is the episode for you. On today's episode of small biz, big wins, I'm talking to my friend and fellow entrepreneur, Christy Smith. She owns a small town coffee shop called North Perk in the heart of downtown Petoskey. I think it's some of the best coffee in town. And there is a reason Christy has invested her time her energy, her personal savings, into learning everything she can about coffee and making sure what she serves is only the best. She wasn't always a coffee connoisseur. She spent years in the corporate world of advertising, but instead of me telling you how cool her story is, let's jump into <laughs> today's interview. Welcome, Chrissy. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Well,
1: thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I
0: know, I'm excited to share your story with everyone. So many people dream of leaving their nine to five job to own their own business you essentially did that. So tell us a little bit about your work history, your experience, and really how you came to buy North Perk.
1: Well, it all kind of started with COVID. I was doing, um, I've spent 30 years in consumer marketing and event marketing specifically. So when COVID hit, uh, I was working on a live tour for Activision Blizzard and it got canceled like many of the other um, programs around the country. So. Kind of looking to just restart um, the opportunity to buy North Perk um, came about. And I thought it, once I um, retire, I was planning to move up to Petoskey area anyway. So I decided, why not try something different? So I decided to, with my father, purchase the business and learn all about making coffee. I wasn't exactly sure where the journey would take me, but I'm glad I did it.
0: Yeah. I mean, kind of probably a little scary. A COVID itself was scary, right? And yeah. then you'd you been doing something for so long and all of that had changed. You couldn't have events the way we were, ha- you know, used to having them in, in the corporate world. And so to just go into buying a, a small business, I can imagine that was a little, you know, gave you some butterflies. Like, oh, is this the right decision?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was certainly intimidating. And I also, um, wasn't exactly sure how I, how I, when things started to open back up in the advertising and marketing business, there was certainly a lot of jobs then. So I was like, do I go back or do I just keep on this path? So I decided just, I was kind of done hopping agencies and thought I'd just try this full time and I love it.
0: That's awesome. So, with all of your corporate experience and different agencies you've worked with and different events and everything, mm-hmm. how did all of that experience, I mean, what you said, 30 years of experience doing that, how did that prepare you for running this coffee shop?
1: Well, a couple things. I've always had sort of an entrepreneurial spirit. I like being my own boss. I like being in control of my destiny. Um, And I was part of a group that opened an agency back in 2000. So it was grassroots ground up. And I also started out um, my career as a project manager. So that taught me a lot about budgeting, Mm -hmm. managing teams, hiring, um, being really organized and stuff like that. So I really applied a lot of those um, things in my background to running the business in terms of hiring, managing the teams, being organized, um, the budgets and the financial side of the business. And then also um, the consumer marketing side, Um, just Mm -hmm. being around uh, retail events a lot, consumer marketing, branding, all of that, I sort of apply to my business on a day-to-day basis. I think I drive my team a little crazy sometimes with (laughs) the aesthetics and the branding and what doesn't look good, but I definitely love consumer marketing and branding. So I think there's an opportunity to apply that to small business.
0: Absolutely, and and of course, you know, if you were managing projects, you were probably managing teams, so you have that experience, mm-hmm. you know. Now you're working with a small team. Is it different in the terms of you know, in the corporate world and advertising? You're working with a lot of professionals and older people and people with degrees, and um, and now you're managing kind of a younger team. It's a coffee shop. Do you yeah. think that that it makes it more challenging for you?
1: Sometimes um, I do love the young, the young folks, and I like mentoring them and talking to them about like their future and they're going to college. And because a lot of the team that I managed were always in their twenties and early thirties, okay. So um, I feel like I'm pretty set up to do that, and I really, really enjoy the young folks. And yes, it definitely has their challenges at times, (laughs) like when I'm texting the team at nine, ten o'clock because. You know, the corporate world doesn't really turn off. I have to be reminded, like, (laughs) these are kids and they're not working anymore. So leave them alone. Yeah. Uh, But they're probably
0: on their devices, no doubt. But they're probably on Snapchat or TikTok and not texting. I know my own kids. And they don't want to
1: hear from their boss. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you have two um, teenagers. So that kind of helps you understand a little bit more about working. And I have to say, every time I go in, you know, you they are very well trained. They are so um, friendly and helpful. And so uh, you definitely do a good job at making sure that, you know, they are taking that customer service to the next level.
1: Yeah. And part of my background was these live events where you were so consumer facing and we would Mm -hmm. have to train folks. You know, you're in a fishbowl. Everyone's listening to what you have to say. Every person has a choice to be here and not be here. You have to make everybody feel special. So I absolutely apply that to the team every day. I remind them, you know, people have a choice where they go. They're always sitting there watching you make the coffee and listening to everything you say. So we really try to instill that high level of customer service. So, And I learned that from working mostly with the Ford Group and not auto shows and stuff like that.
0: That's amazing. It definitely shines through for sure, because when they are making their coffee and, you know, your coffee, when you place an order, you can hear everything. So yeah. if they're complaining about somebody <laughs> or they're, you know, complaining about the machine or talking bad about yeah. the boss, like those are things <laughs> that we will hear. And it gets, you know, nobody, like you said, everyone has a choice there. There is competition in the area. And yeah. so You have to be conscious of that for sure. Definitely. What were some of the biggest challenges that you faced transitioning from being an employee to an entrepreneur?
1: I think just sometimes I would get, I don't mind the the hard work. I don't mind the 24 seven. Um, I'm thinking about the business all the time. I think some of the positives are that I'm not getting emails from clients at nine, 10, 11 at night. Um, but I think some of the, sometimes I think when you're a small business in a small town, um, I get a, You're sensitive to the community at a much higher level, which I love. Um, When you're in corporate America and stuff like that, there's you're not really involved beyond the office. Got it. I think that's really special. Um, It also takes a lot more mindfulness of everything you're doing. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: No, it does. It was it, you know, different going from. I mean an office setting to where now your office is a a table in the coffee shop like you know is that is that different?
1: Definitely different I like it (laughs) I like I like the um, it's a more physical um, environment which I really like and then I just love being out and about more you know you get Mm -hmm. sort of stuck on your laptop and you know you're agency you're just working on the laptop all day. So I absolutely love the difference in being more active, more vocal, more hands-on. Um, I I like making the coffee. I love waiting on the customers. It's really fun.
0: Which that brings up an interesting, you know, an interesting point is that, you know, bef- before like you said you were on your laptop a lot. Now as a business owner, you're doing everything from putting together the grinders and learning about the coffee and <laughs> yeah. everything, whether it's taking out the garbage, like, so was that a huge transition or you kind of welcomed that? Like, this is, this feels good. This is fun.
1: I welcomed it. I love it. I'm always the girl taking out the garbage or wiping the garbage cans. People come up to me and say, I can tell you're the owner because <laughs> you're, you're wiping the garbage cans. So I, I love it. I think it's just fun and hands-on and you're sort of, it's your baby. So you really try to make it shine and straighten everything constantly. And yeah, it's been really fun. Very different. I mean, there's certain parts of the event and marketing world I miss, um, sort of the rush of being at, at an event and seeing the end result, but this is much more fulfilling
0: Yeah. And it shines through when you're there. You're always smiling and seeming happy. You're not someone that's like, oh, I have to be here today. (laughs) Like, you know, you don't get that sense at all. So, and I I think that resonates with your employees too. So, you bought an existing business with an established customer base um, and they had a set of products and coffee, Mm -hmm. Um, but you were really conscious of making changes. In a subtle way, Um, you purchased, like, for example, quieter grinders because you wanted, you know, people to be able to hear themselves having the conversations. (laughs) And what challenges have you faced when you started making these changes or adding your own personal touches? Because I know you were really conscious. It's funny. I didn't even know that you had bought the business at first. Like, it was a really quiet, you know, let's not rock the boat here. Let's just... (laughs) Keep you know yeah. everyone thinking it's the same old North, North perk. So, yeah, how why did you do that? And like, what challenges did you face when you have been making these little changes?
1: Well, I didn't want to swoop in and think I know this, I've got this. I'm gonna just make a bunch of changes. And um, Brittany, who I bought the business from, we both were really happy when we both decided, I said, you know, I don't really want to make a big splash and tell people we bought the business. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking. So she and I were very much in alignment on that transition. So we just kept it quiet because I just didn't want to rock the boat and I wasn't going to change anything out of the gate anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought it was really important. She created an amazing business and a great brand. And um, my goal wasn't to just start putting my own mark on it. It wasn't about me. And I, I continue to not make myself the face of the coffee shop Mm because it's, it's not about me at all. So as time went on and I learned, I went to extensive training on coffee and espresso making and, um, all that kind of stuff. So I really needed to learn. I didn't want to, and I had an amazing manager at the time and she said, I'm going to stay on with you and help teach you. So she was awesome too. And, um, She was kind of running the business. She eventually transitioned out and she kind of thought I was ready to fly. Um, (laughs) She was awesome. I was so grateful for everybody that's part of the shop. And then as time's gone on, I just, I research a lot and I decide, you know, what kind of offerings do we want to have? And then I just continue to invest in different equipment and things that just continue to raise the level. Um, I'll never automate the shop and stuff like that. I don't believe in that. In fact, One of sort of my mentors the other day tried to pitch me an automated espresso machine, coffee maker, special machine. It was all just all these push buttons and it all just starts to come out. And I just looked at him. I said, are you nuts? I I, I will never automate the shop. No way. That's
0: awesome. So you have your, your values, the things that mean a lot to you in the, you know, your business for making the coffee and having that personal touch, um, yeah. and, and you're not—you know what you're not willing to bend on. I love how you kind of sat back and you watched and you learned, and you didn't puff up your chest and just come in and be like, "All right, this is mine now. Yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that." I think that speaks really highly to the type of um, person you are as well. Like you are much more strategic in what you're doing so yeah yeah. and i I think that your employees and and the community have come to really appreciate that that you didn't do that and i've heard horror stories about small business owners that do sell and you know mostly i hear these stories in the agency world where an agency owner will sell their business and all of a sudden someone comes in and fires everybody and changes (laughs) all their processes and the person that sold the company is like what like Oh my gosh. I just what saw my, do? everything. Yeah. Everything I worked for just crumble because yeah. someone came in and did that. And I think that you've, you've done a really good job at like you walk in and it's North perk. It's North perk that you. we remember when Brittany had it, except you've added your own personal touches
1: and things that yeah. maybe people don't even notice. Yeah. I, I, you know? Honestly, I hope mostly they don't. They just notice one day, gosh, this tastes better. This is different. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's certainly a lot of core things to that business that I will never change the quality of the ingredients we use. It's always sourcing local as much as possible. Um, really good equipment makes, I mean, equipment is half the battle on coffee for sure. It's half the brista, half the equipment and half the coffee. So three halves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which it's a three-legged stool and without yeah, one of it those is. legs of stool, it's like you got crap coffee, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, I think that that says a lot and what, um, you know, it's an investment for you to recognize that you have to invest in the equipment. I'm sure it's not cheap to invest in <laughs> grinders and, and really no. nice equipment too.
1: It's it's expensive. Um, yeah. And it makes all the difference in the world. And we get laughed because North Perk also, it's an old building. And I swear, if there's a water leak or a piece of equipment that can break, it's going to break at our shop. It's It's crazy. <laughs> Last Memorial Day, the entire pump blew in the basement and I spent three days digging or just doing water for three days oh, so that's man. what the owner does sits in the basement for three days trying to fix a pump spewing water all over the place but it's just the nature of that shop it's just there's always some sort of water thing happening or equipment yeah. blowing or ice make the ice makers make tons of ice one day and none the next so yeah yeah
0: it's a and crazy I, I business think I think that's anyone's business. There are things that happen that behind the scenes, the owner's doing that nobody really sees. um, And
1: that's what
0: makes you a business owner, right? I mean, there's glamorous things about owning a business (laughs) and lots of not so glamorous things about owning a business. So
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick ad break and we'll be right back to learn more about North Perk and you leaving your corporate job. A quick shout out to our sponsor, Keep It Real Social, an award-winning marketing agency. They're not just marketers, but storytellers making your business shine. Thanks to Keep It Real Social for empowering us and our listeners in the digital world. For your digital marketing solutions, check out keepitrealsocial.com. Back to Small Biz, Big Wins for more insights and inspiration. All right. We are back with Chrissy Smith talking about how she left her nine to five job to become an entrepreneur and literally become a coffee connoisseur. Um, She knows everything and anything about coffee. And so, you know, Chrissy, thanks for being here today, taking the time to share your story. Um, What long-term vision do you have for your business and how is this completely different from where you thought you were going to be 10 years ago (laughs) when you were thinking about your career and career objectives i'm sure that you know before covid you weren't thinking i'm gonna own a coffee shop someday but yeah you know the world um throws curveballs at us and things change so you know do you have any long-term visions for the business and And how has that changed over the years for you?
1: Um, Yeah, I sure do. I definitely wondered when I'd have to get out of the marketing and advertising world just based on, you know, age and burnout. So this has been perfect. But yeah, long term, we're going to start doing events soon. So I'm going to sort of apply my event business background to the shop, maybe doing weddings um, and special events because I think. The world is going a little bit more um, coffee drinks and cold drinks and a little less. um, Sometimes people don't always want alcoholic options at events. Um, So I'm moving sort of into that space a little bit more where North Perk can cater and do events. Um, I'd love to open a couple more shops when I'm more full time available to do that. That's on the agenda as well. So. Um, knowing what I know, I can start to scale the business more. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that opportunity and, and sort of where that's going to take us. I don't plan to ever roast my own coffee. Um, okay. I just think that there's a lot of great roasters out there, and that's a whole craft that I think it just takes, it's just a whole amazing craft that I don't see myself doing. It's, and I'm okay with that. I think yeah, I'll continue to source really great coffee and work with the roaster to come up with special blends for the shop and stuff like that and taste it and do the cupping exercises, but I won't become a roaster per se. So, and that's cool.
0: And you, it seems like you really know your strengths and weaknesses. And I think for any, any entrepreneur listening, small business owner listening, that it's an important thing to do is to realize, all right, there's things I'm good (laughs) at and there's things I'm not good at. And exactly you just acknowledging that there there's a craft out there for these roasters and they are good at what they do and that you can utilize them and align yourself with them and still have a thriving business is really important like yeah. you know I know that I am not um, a graphic artist to you know I can design a lot of stuff but I'm not trained in it so I have to align right. myself with the people that did go to school with it that are talented yeah. that are that that is there you know, sweet spot. And I think it's important for entrepreneurs to know that. And I like how you have your finger on the pulse of where the beverage industry, so to speak, is kind of going because it's definitely a trend to have these mocktails, to have the option of not drinking at an event or a special occasion. You know, um, I remember when I, it's still trendy to some extent, but when I was having babies and everyone had showers, it was champagne. And now when I attend events, sometimes there's no alcohol.
1: Yeah. And that's um, good. I mean, yeah. or people can mix alcohol with coffee too, but yeah, Absolutely. it's, I, and I think I apply a lot of my marketing interest in consumer marketing and trends. I love that stuff. I could read trends all the time. So
0: yeah, you're kind I'm of always paying attention that. to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're really, you're really paying attention to that. And you probably have people that have approached you or asked you, um, you know, like, oh, well, do you have a boozy coffee? Or <laughs> what would this go well with? Um, yeah. Or maybe whether or not you could, you know, um, cater or attend an event. And so when you start to, to tune into that and saying, wow, this is a, a way for my business to expand. Yeah. And that also aligns with what I'm really good at. It's kind yeah. of like a win-win.
1: Yeah, it's been fun, especially we make uh, cold brew and espresso concentrate for like martinis and stuff like that. So it's a way to sort of hit both audiences.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. So with like, we've talked about your background in marketing and advertising. Do you have any tips for small business owners on what they should be doing to kind of help their business? Like, what do you do that helps to market your own business in a small town? I mean... I think this is one thing that small business owners want help with Obviously, obviously yeah. own an agency and it's, it keeps growing year after year It's because small business owners need help with marketing, but they do. you, you probably see that probably every day in downtown Petoskey. What advice do you have for someone who is listening and like, all right, what do I need to do?
1: Well, I think part of it is not being afraid to just do something. Um, everyone's like, oh, I don't have big budgets. I don't have a lot of money. You don't have to have either one of those things. I think really defining who do you want to reach and figure out where your audience is as a small business. If you are like, I want to reach, my audience is always in the car. Well, then you might want to consider, you know, 10 second radio spot and a billboard or my audience is older and they read the paper. Well, maybe a small print ad or online advertising. Like it doesn't have to be super Expensive or challenging, and I obviously think social media is a great way to reach your customers and to stay relevant. And I always say it doesn't have to be precious and perfect and curated. It just has to be authentic and relevant and have your voice. Um, and once you dip your toe in the social media water, just be consistent and don't you know do a lot of posts you know for a month and then stop for two months and then start again. You know you want to just be consistent once you decide to market your small business. Um, I also think getting really involved in the community and the community events that like the chamber offers and the downtown um, office offers because they do, you know, the art fairs and the open houses, all of those things are kind of free to participate in other than opening your shop or throwing out um, some posts or something in your window. So, you know, taking advantage of those sort of freebies, I think is really important too. And it gives you a bigger sense of community. Um, or even like little sponsorships at the parades and stuff like that. All that is very cost-effective. Get your name out there, and it also shows the community that you care about the things that they're putting on.
0: Yeah, uh, I I I want any small business owner to actually rewind and listen to this again. Like, <laughs> I think that that was really really solid <laughs> advice. And thank you. One one thing that we. I can tell you're in marketing and advertising in the past. That is one thing we always talk to our potential customers about, and our customers is about that target market, knowing where your customers are, where do they spend their time? What do they look like? Yeah. What do they spend their money on? You know, um, and just the example of in the car, like if they're always in the car, you know, maybe a podcast is sponsoring a podcast is a great way because they're listening to podcasts. Maybe, you know, like honing in on what they're doing, what their interests are. And a lot of people just skip right over that. And it's hard for you to market if you don't know who you're marketing to.
1: It's so true. I mean, even in my business, if You know, if I'm starting to not see as many young people, then I might do a post about iced chives because they like to drink that a lot. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I got to get some more young people in. Let's promote some of the ice drinks. Or I haven't seen some older folks in lately. Let's promote the fact we have great single origin coffee and you can sit down and relax like whatever, you know, you look at your business and go, God, who who would I like to get in here? What do they like? And then just promoting that. Yeah, That's that's how I approach it.
0: No, that's great advice. And I like how you also talk about, you know, the importance of social media, but that it doesn't have to be this perfect curated, you know, content where you've spent an hour having a professional photographer come in and take, you know, a hundred shots of one cup of coffee that you can get a really good shot using your (laughs) iPhone and have a, you know, cute, savvy caption. talking to that ideal customer and it's yeah. all about how you create that caption who are you, who are you talking to you know, and I think that's yeah. important too, but people get so overwhelmed thinking they oh do. Gosh, I can't do this. <laughs> All I have is my phone or I'm not a photographer yeah. or I'm not a writer. I can't do this. And you're saying you can, you're probably overcomplicating it. And if you are overcomplicating it, you just call keep it real social and they'll take care of it for you. <laughs> exactly. But it is, it is something you can do as a small business owner. Um, you just don't have to be so scared of it.
1: Yeah, totally that
0: inconsistency. That was actually one of the, um, kind of moments where I realized, wow, like North park is all of a sudden having some really great social media. And I was going to message Brittany and say, you are doing such a good job (laughs) on your social media. And someone said, it's not, um, she doesn't own it anymore. And I'm like, what, like, what is going on here? Okay, this, you know, makes sense. So that was one of the indicators for me, like, okay, some, somebody new is in here, someone is taking charge of this marketing, and it's going really well. So well, thank you, know, you, you do a good job with it. Thanks. So based on your journey, and it definitely sounds like a journey. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that's considering leaving their corporate job?
1: and starting their own business? Um, I guess it's, it's okay to do it and to try it. I think people find what they like and just study it and sort of learn the craft or, you know, I don't think it's as intimidating and scary as people think, you know, I, I just started learning and that's, you know, and I got lucky that I was able to, um, buy an existing business and I did start it Um, a different shop that I'm not gonna talk about right now but Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about that business either and again I went found the right people learned it studied it Um, and you do you make mistakes I make mistakes all the time Um, I'll forget to order something do something I don't know how this like all the computer systems and POS systems drive me crazy and credit card processing (laughs) I knew nothing about that stuff so yeah you know, I just pick up the phone. I'm not afraid to call someone, ask for help, use resources that are available. Um, but if you have a passion for something, whether it's food or wine or you're a really good wood, woodworker or whatever, I think it's, you know, as long as you can take the time to learn and to figure out where you want to be and how you want to do it, I don't think anybody should be intimidated to take the leap and follow their passion.
0: And it just might be that they try something and it's not for them and that that's okay.
1: You know, you
0: can always go back to the nine to five or try a different business for them. You know, it doesn't have to be um, all or nothing.
1: No, not at all. I think the the world's gotten much more open to a lot of different businesses and working from home and doing things that are a little bit more uh, unconventional. So
0: sure. And there's a lot of fun time. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to start a business while you're still working your corporate job. If you know, if there's not, not a moonlighting clause where you're not allowed to or et cetera, always look at what you're allowed and not allowed to do. But there are ways to start your own business while you have that stable income. And in your situation, it just so happened that COVID kind of was the catalyst for you. Yeah do this but you know let's not have another covet for for people to take yeah to take that you know um opportunity but if it's something that really is pulling at your heartstrings and you're like i i really want to do this um don't don't let yourself be intimidated and not take that
1: leap absolutely
0: yeah um so i ask all my guests one final question and that is (laughs) (laughs) what big win Have you had in business that you can share to inspire others? So this can be something that's monetary. It can be meeting a sales goal, a customer testimonial, an award. You won anything.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, It's a big question. It is a big question. Um, Yeah. You know, I've had I I've been blessed to have a lot of corporate wins, and I worked really hard in that world and getting some cool awards and stuff like that. But I will say, probably feeling a sense of community in Petoskey, and finding a way to I really really like providing something that the community can enjoy at a high quality, and. I get so excited when I walk in our shop and I see all the tables full of people connecting, talking, hugging, playing cards. I see the same people every single day. Um, that is absolutely, to me, like my personal win in life. I get It just makes me feel really good to have a place that people can, like an old school gathering place that I think got sort of lost for a few years there and, um, And I think coffee shops are a little bit of a lost art with everything going automated and drive-throughs. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm very proud of that accomplishment that the business after I got it continued to grow and thrive. And I'm looking forward to continuing that because I think it's just so important for um, the people in the town, the kids, the high schoolers that come in after school to the business people to just the families that come in and sit and have coffee on a Sunday morning after church. So I'm, that's my big win in life. I think right now.
0: That's awesome. It definitely seems like North Perk has really filled your cup. You know, it has, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah, it's, it's filled your cup, like you're able to have fun, but that you have that sense of community. And I can definitely speak to that being the case when you walk into North Perk. Every time I go to North Perk, I see fellow business owners and community members and friends. And sometimes I run into my family. And yeah. it's all it's always fun that we're all like going to the same place in our local town to get the same thing and enjoy, you know, a great cup of coffee. And some of us are hurrying off to our job. Some of us are going to sit down and work there. Some of us are going to sit and have a conversation or listen to a podcast or read a book, but we're all kind of comfortable Coming to the central hub, yeah. and you know, and I, I do really enjoy that. Um, it just Thank being, you. you know, a business owner and a community member. That's it's, it's a, it's a fun gathering place that sometimes accidentally turns into <laughs> gatherings. So yeah. that's really great. Yeah, and I do think that did get that did get lost for a while yeah, there. It did, um, not by choice, right? But right. when it got lost, it's fun to see it come back into our community and and
1: yeah,
0: and be that little. I guess, heart of the community, so to speak, so.
1: And I have plans to help with more seating. I have plans for making it a little bit more comfortable at times with some couches. So there's a lot of long-term design plans that will all foster that sense of gathering and community, so.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt that that's definitely, (laughs) definitely going to happen, especially hearing you say that that is your big win and it fills your cup. I think you're just gonna keep giving back to the community Thank you. in that way. So absolutely. Well, Chrissy, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing thank your you, experience. Summer. Yes, you've shared your experience, your expertise. I know you're busy; you have to get back to making those lattes. Um, <laughs> I just love your passion for what you do. Um, it shows in every cup of coffee and the smiles on the crew that work for you. Thank um, you. I'm
1: blessed for sure with the greatest crew.
0: They are pretty spectacular. So yeah, they, they make are some darn good coffee. So <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, trained. They're trained well and the equipment <laughs> helps. Like you said, it's that three-legged stool for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks um, again for tuning in to small biz, big wins. We'll return next week with another motivating, motivating and helpful episode and don't miss out subscribe on Spotify and Apple podcasts. If you love what you are hearing, make sure that you drop us a review. It would mean so much to us. And did you know that when you leave us a review, it helps other small businesses find the podcast as well. So let's spread some love, subscribe, and drop a review.